Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Scott Brewer, and welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we interview real gym owners who are maybe they're in the trenches. Maybe they're discovering more about their business and really just building their business knowledge as a whole. Today, we have DJ Yakabuchi from Cleveland, Ohio, who is the proud owner of Upgraded Industries Gym. DJ, say hello to Gym Lord Nation and then give us that 30 second elevator pitch about your business and where it is today. What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is DJ. Uh... My business is something unique. Uh, I have a little bit of everything for everybody. Fitness is my goal here. Fitness of everybody's interest. Uh, we have various, various things to offer from mixed martial arts to yoga. So if you want to beat people up or you want to stretch it all out, we can do all that too here. Got it, man. So, so wide range of um, availability of classes, right? Martial arts, yoga, I'm sure a little of everything sprinkled in there. So are you delivering that, you're delivering that in a class, group class setting, what are the other, you know, business model services that you provide your clients? So we do have one-on-one -on -one personal trainers on staff. So we do walk through that. We also have uh, certain trainers that are sports specific. We have college prep teams. Uh, we have some junior Olympic teams that we do train here, semi-pro as well as pro athletes. Now so you, got, you got pro athletes that train with you? Yes, sir. Oh, sweet, bro. Talk to me a little bit about the pro athletes and, and how that looks. Uh, we have a couple of guys that play. Uh, Jack, who's our DPT, he trains uh, a lot of the basketball players. A couple of them play overseas. Uh, a couple of them are now D1 and being scouted for the NBA. I, I myself personally train a bunch of professional mixed martial arts fighters. So it's, nice. it's actually pretty awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's high level. It's great. Uh, we have a good time here, and it's good to have a great facility to train them in. Hell yeah, man. So now that you brought it up, what is that facility size? Uh, I am 10,800 square feet. Okay, cool. Old, old warehouse style, and I converted it into what is now my business. Nice. Hell yeah. And how much of the 10,800 square footage is usable, you know, gym, fitness, classes, space? <laughs> I have basically made all of it usable. So we have been like, like we spoke earlier, how I am constantly upgrading, not just saying the name, but I've gone on, I built a yoga studio upstairs in space that was therefore wasted. I have a PT and recovery room that used to be wasted. Um, I built a wrestling room on top of our locker room, matted floor to ceiling. Uh, I've moved around everything various in the gym. I've been, I've been basically playing Tetris over the last two months, uh, added more turf, got a bigger cage. I'm um, just moving everything around so that I can fulfill everyone's needs here. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I love hearing that. Right. And so how has that impacted the business, you know, making efficient space, fixing the layout of things, how it works? Um, you know, you have your hardcore, your, your OG members that originally they don't like change, you know, and no one necessarily does like change. And at first, there was some animosity when I started moving some things together. I used to be known for having a big open space, you know, in between machines. And I won't say it's cramped. I would say it's different. So initially, there was some resistance. But now they see the, the money and the time that I put in to make everything better for everybody. And everybody loves it. So uh, I would say my, my membership over the last month and a half has grown drastically. Your membership over the last month and a half has grown drastically. Yes. 
Gotcha. Okay. So, so let's dive right into that then. What does that look like for you? Uh, I had 39 signups in one day. You signed up 39 people in one day. One day. That is incredible, brother. Talk to us a little bit about the client acquisition process then and what you currently have in place to bring in new members. Uh, then obviously, like I said, I stated uh, when you and I talked earlier, I was a firefighter. I didn't know much about business, the aspect, marketing, things like that. Since then, I've got uh, my buddy Brock who does Ignite Marketing. Uh, he came in and started my marketing campaign. Just little simple things like Facebook ads, which people don't realize how much those can boost a business. Facebook ads, Instagram promos, uh, a lot of word of mouth, you know, T-shirts, simple things like that. Um, drastically bring in lots of people. You have to be seen so people want, they want to come in. Okay, so you're currently rolling out different Facebook ads. You're doing some uh, Instagram campaigns. And is there anything else on social media that you're utilizing? Uh, we do update our, our pages constantly. So we're ever evolving in our pages. We do show a day-by-day -day process. Uh, we even go as far as to show the construction while it's in process, before and after pictures. We like to keep everybody informed and updated so that way they can see what they're getting. They can also see that they have an owner that cares about change and cares about making it the best facility for his members. And that's what your clients see from you. Correct. Right. So, okay. So I'm sure that that plays a huge role when it comes to keeping your clients there, right? Making retention. them. Correct. Right, right, right. Retention side of things. And so what does that retention look like for you? Let's say out of the 39 members that you just, you know, signed up in one day, how many of those on average will you keep? We usually keep about 90%. I actually have the program that I use. We have a 92% retention rate on our members, believe it or not, okay. which again, like I said, uh, I'm the, I'm the, I'm not your commercial gym owner. I'm the guy that walks out there and says, Hey guys, how do you feel? Do you like this? Do you yeah. know, what do you think about this? Is there something that you would like that we could do maybe differently? I'm very right. open to people because at the end of the day, these people are the people that are paying my bills. So yeah. their, their, their words matter. Right. So so you're keeping your hand on the pulse of your clientele, right? And you're checking back with them. You're getting feedback from them, really trying to under, understand their needs, their wants, their desires, what results they're looking for and so forth. And so what have you found within what they're looking for, either current clients or new that are in the marketplace looking for a facility like yours? What have you found that they want, that they desire? So again, like I said, we have a various demographic in here from your average, I don't want to say your average Joe, but your everyday person who's just in here to get a little bit of shade then to your professional athlete. Uh, so we can't just go full on and, and gear everything towards super intense workouts. So we have to have your middle of the road, everything. So we offer a huge free weight area. We offer machine areas, various different cardio equipment. You know, if it was up to me, I would have pulled every standard treadmill out of here and only use my assault treadmills. But I knew that the certain demographic didn't like that. So I kept those in to make everybody happy. It's hard to make everybody happy. But at the end of the day, like I stated before, these people are paying my bills. So I am there to take care of them. And so... <clears throat> Do you feel like, do you feel like having this wide range of access into different machinery, different equipment, different classes that people are taking? <clears throat> do you feel like you're at the point to where there's not going to be any more development of those things? Or do you feel like you are going to continue to develop, continue to expand your services, the equipment that can be utilized and so forth for your current setup? 
I'm already working on developing more and, and changing more. And uh, like, again, not to be generic, but the name is upgraded for a reason. I'm constantly upgrading everything. Uh, you can't stay stagnant, especially in this business. You can't stay stagnant in life. If you're not learning, you're not growing. Um, so as I've learned, I've grown, even in this business aspect. And it shows in my gym. What have you done to learn? Well, unfortunately, it's been some trial and error. <laughs> you know, we've gone through various things. You know, it's it's you can't necessarily adhere to one type of demographic and think that that's going to be, you know, like, like for instance, when I first started, I said I was huge into the bodybuilding. Well, the, for the few and far between, I can't depend on every bodybuilder to pay my bills. So right. certain certain equipment that I had that everyone wasn't using, you know, I had a monolift in here and I needed to get rid of it because it just wasn't being used. It was collecting dust. Uh, what I bought with it, uh, you know, the money I've got from that was a machine that not everybody's using, you know, including the bodybuilders. So right. it's making everything work for everyone. Um, it's hard. It's tough. You're never going to make anybody truly happy. Right. You have, to find, you have to find a middle of the road and you have to provide good equipment for them to do that. Right. Okay, so so to kind of take a step back then, real quick, DJ, and clarify like, you know, where where the business is currently going and like where you're focusing your attention, right? Your energy right now, it's developing services. But while you develop services, you know, you're you're continuously learning on what would work, what wouldn't work, what your clientele wants, what they don't want, and and you're hoping that the services that you develop and the equipment that you bring in will be attractive for everybody, but it's difficult or it's challenging to make it that way. Now, do you feel like it has to be that way? Or do you feel like there can be a small percentage of your clientele that enjoy one thing and then another percentage of your clientele that enjoy another thing and then they kind of stick to those things? Or do you feel like there are sales processes in place with your current clientele to get them into these different programs or different services that you have and that you roll out. So what's unique about my place is it's kind of broken up into everyone's own interests where you have certain areas where everyone does their thing. You know, you have the bodybuilders that are concentrated heavily on the free weight areas. Uh, you have your fighters uh, that are in the corner in the cage. You have your athletes that are working on the turf in the plyometric area on the squat racks all that stuff, but people are seeing it and people are stepping out of their comfort zone, trying different things. It's not necessarily a forced issue. It's a more of, hey, why don't I try that issue? And we're welcoming to everybody. And maybe somebody tries something one time and they just decide it's not for them, but at least they know. And it's there for them to see and it's there for them to use. And I can tell you what, uh, just with my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program alone, it started with one woman. Now all the women almost outnumber the men. And it's crazy because self-defense and health is awesome. And it's fun. We keep it fun. Everyone is here yeah. to be in shape in some sort of way. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's great. We love it here. So is there a way that as a businessman, you're tracking, you know, how many people are opting into like multiple classes or multiple different services of a class or even the one-on-one -on -one training because they, they want to, you know, figure out this one thing and do it one-on-one? -on -one? Like, is there a way that you're tracking that? Is there a way that you're, um, measuring, you know, how much value one client is worth to your business right now? Yes, actually I have, I don't know if I can name drop them if you care, but I have a company called 40 is financial and their system is called fit track. 
And it is, it's absolutely amazing the stuff that they are able to obtain and, and pull up for me records upon everything. I could tell you what somebody drinks on, on a Wednesday typically, or what their post-workout drink is. So I'm able to keep a, a solid eye on everything that goes through here. Got it. And are you invested into that? I am not invested into them. No, uh, I was using another company before who was a nightmare to, to Again, this is when we talked about the learning process. This was part yeah. of the learning process. I used a company before and it was an absolute nightmare to deal with them. Uh, the money that they were making off of me was absurd. Uh, I found yeah. this company by word of mouth from another guy, of my, uh, you know, a buddy of mine, Joe, who's another yeah. gym owner on the West side. And I have been nothing but extraordinarily happy with these guys. Like I said, I'm like we talked earlier, I'm not very tech savvy. I'm not very, I'm not very good with this stuff or I wasn't initially, but with this program that I have now, it's, it's literally amazing. Everything that I can track. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about talking with you is that it, it sounds like you understand what you enjoy, what you're good at and the other things that you don't enjoy and that you don't like spending your time doing. And you understand that they're still critical to any business the thing oh, absolutely enjoy, yeah. right so, so you, you go through processes in the past it may have looked like trial and error attempting to do them on your own but you've recently in within the podcast here just dropped two different companies one you liked one you find extremely helpful and beneficial to your business that you're utilizing to help you know, why do you feel like it's valuable to utilize and outsource different companies to help you in specific areas within the business? One person can only do so much. Um, and for me to sit and tell you that I was great at everything, I'd be a liar. Um, to find these other people that can do this job better, that could help you benefit, why, why would you not? It's not only benefiting you as a business owner, but it's benefiting your clients. So, to, to not do these things to me is just completely absurd. Um, Got it. I, I struggled for a while and I was like, what am I putting myself through this for when, when I can have someone help me along? And it's, and again, it's, it's grown my business exponentially and it's helped me. It's, it's, it's gone. My stress levels have gone down drastically. Right. <laughs> it's more than just, you know, financial benefit or time saving that a company can provide value on, you know, they, they make you better, they decrease stress levels for you as a business owner. They give you some predictability and clarity within the business. And now you're performing at a higher level, whether that looks like training your clients or, you know, focusing on the growth of the company. Correct. It gives me time to do what I'm good at because they're doing what they're good at, which is tying in together and building everything. I can't focus so much on some of these things and concentrate on my athletes as much if I was doing all this other stuff like I was doing and struggling with before. So to grow, you know, the marketing has helped dramatically. The, uh, the gym system has helped dramatically. And it's all fit in and tied, tied in a piece to be a successful business. And that's why I truly believe that I'm able to grow so much like I am. So, okay, so growth is happening for you. You're, are you satisfied with what your company is doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I can, I can tell you that I'm, not, I'm very hard on myself. I'm never going to 100% be happy. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm 37 years old. I'm already retired from the fire service, but I would, uh, I'd like to be, I'd like to be a millionaire, you know, I'm yeah. getting close. <laughs> I don't so want my kids to You're close to becoming a millionaire. I, I'm making, I'm making pretty good money. Finally. Yeah. I, uh, I had some, like I said, uh, 
I had some mistakes earlier in my career, got, inv- got involved with a bad investor, had to go through a court court lawsuit. But uh, now that everything is shaking out, the money is definitely, it's coming in. It's not coming in without the work, but it's coming in. Right. So, okay. So what is this company named 40th Financial? 40th Financial is the company, the June software company. Gotcha. And they help you on the marketing side regarding client acquisition? No, they help me the gym system. So I can do, I can find someone's check-in. I can find what they purchased through a drink. I can find what classes they attend, what personal trainer they use. I can find everything on them. So if I have someone that's like, hey, you know, I need my employer to know my check-in dates because I'm getting reimbursed. So I print it out, send it to them. Gotcha. Okay. So it almost acts as like a, a customer relationship management system. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like a mind body. But much better. Much better. <laughs> yes. Cool. No, no offense to the mind body people. And then regarding the client acquisition and marketing, you're talking about potentially, you know, you've already done 39 signups in one day within the last, you know, 45 days, which is awesome. So yeah. are you currently managing that side of the business? Uh, a buddy of mine, Brock, who owns Ignite Marketing, he's the one that does all my marketing stuff. It does fall back in. And what's great about this Fortius system is that I have Fortius and Brock now talking so that yes. we have a website into the Fortius financial system. So all my marketing, everything, it all kind of ties in together. And before, to me, right. the, these were these were foreign things that I didn't even know existed. Right. You know? Gotcha. And so what is what are your expertise within the business? I'm a trainer. To be honest with you, I'm the trainer. I'm the head jujitsu coach. Uh, I coach youth wrestling. Uh, I still like helping people physically. Um, I'm not ready to just sit behind a desk yet. I wasn't ready to sit behind a desk when I was a <laughs> fire department. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not officially, I'm not officially ready to slow down. So you're a captain in the fire department? Yeah, I was the uh, acting captain because my captain went out on shoulder surgery. Yeah. I was, no, I was a young guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no wonder you uh, you understand a lot of these things, right? I mean, why I feel like I've uh, constructed the line of questioning that I have is because I think you're a clear-cut example of how to be a very um, opportunistic and strategic business owner through outsourcing, right? Just understanding, you know, what can be done, how to invest into the business, And we've talked a little bit about what that looks like in terms of having good customer relationship management systems, having good client acquisition systems in a place to where the results are 39 signups, how we have retention rates at near 90 plus percent of the business. So when we are getting our clients in, we know we're going to keep them longer, which creates more revenue for the business. So I guess the only uh, empty space there in terms of uh, uh, what generates revenue for the business is, you know, sales process and creating a more high valued client by generating more services that they can opt into while they're with you. So what does that look like for you? Or do you find that to be challenging? 
So we do, we have, we've done add-on services. So like I said, we offer these classes, we offer personal training, we do these things and we have to find what people like and they kind of have to find their niche. So we have your standard membership, which we do. And then we have your add-on services so that you can build your EFT off of those. Uh, what you need to do to be successful is to have a strong EFT. You have that reoccurring payment. It's, mm -hmm. it's not about being some gimmicky car salesman and trying to take people's money. It's mm -hmm. also about, so it's about building your business. Um, and that, that was something that I initially struggled with. And then once I started rolling in, you know, these different add-on packaging, it was <laughs> light, light years different. And, you know, the more you offer, the more you make. And the more you offer, the more people are going to come. So why wouldn't you do it? So you got, so you have a package that you charge them a specific amount. It's either for classes or the one-on-one -on -one training, right? There's no other services that you provide like supplements or nutrition or anything like that. No, we do sell supplements and we sell clothing. And we also have on staff massage therapy as well as a DPT that's on staff. Gotcha. Okay. So is there a sales process in the place to where you are taking people that you've acquired and maybe they're, you know, doing group classes in the first month or the first three months, and then they go through this sales process or system to where, you know, you're selling them on supplements or you're selling them on massages or whatever else your services are that you provide. Yes, sir. That's exactly how it happens. And like I said earlier, you spark people's interest once they see something going on. Maybe they're on the far side of the gym and they see something going on over there. Well, what is that? I want to learn that. That looks cool. Well, here, come try it out. Let's take a look. Let's, you know, here's a free week of classes. Something you're interested in, you want to come back? All right, let's sign you up. Hey, man, I'm pretty beat up. Hey, have you gone and seen Al? Al's our massage guy. Uh, well, you know, I said, well, maybe go, maybe go get some deep tissue after that. Oh, man, I feel great. Well, I know what would help you? Some supplements. Here's what we sell. So it all ties together. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. So you got everything that's tying together and it starts with sales and marketing, right? It absolutely does. Client acquisition. Client. And Nothing then happens. you bring Say it again. Nothing happens if you can't get people here. Nothing happens if you can't get people through the door and it all dominoes from there, right? You got your systems in a place where you're managing the clients that are coming through your doors. And then there's also the sales process to where you're taking them into different services that you provide through, I'm sure, attractive offers, right? Correct. Gotcha. And then the retention levels right now and the retention rates right now are indicating 90 plus percent for your business. So like what's stopping you guys from becoming a million dollar business? Is there anything? Uh, you know, again, we're, we're in a demographic. I don't want to say it's low income because it's not. It's a median income. Um, the area that we're in, I don't want to push too much. There's some neighboring businesses. You have to do you have to be competitive um, to to a certain point. Now, I'm competitive to a certain point, but I also know that I'm better than people that are around me. Not not to be egotistical, but I offer more and I have better high level things. So, like I said, as as the gym is growing, we're growing, uh, you know, costs on some things are up. I have never been a stickler with raising prices. You know, I see some of these gyms, that it's, it's astronomical because I know, I know the costs of things. So I've never been about price gouging or things like that. I've been about fair across the board, which yeah, I'm a businessman now, right? I'm not supposed to be, but I'm still about fair. I still have those small boy, small hometown guy values. Uh, and I like to instill those, but that doesn't say that I'm not growing. I'm still growing because I'm offering more. We're doing more. Uh, and the more the people show up, you know, the more that we have to offer. So we have to charge a little bit more and people understand that people are going to pay more if they're getting great quality things. Right. Absolutely. The value is behind that increased price. Correct. Well said, my friend, where can our listeners find you online? 
Uh, we can find Instagram, Upgraded Industries on Instagram, uh, Upgraded Industries on Facebook, UpgradedIndustries.com. Upgraded interesty, Industries, sorry, Upgraded Industries. Go check out DJ, Facebook, Instagram, UpgradedIndustries.com. He's doing some really good things. I mean, I literally just asked him different departments throughout his entire business. It sounds like he's scaling at every level. So check him out. He's doing some great things. Gym Lord Nation, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Gym Lord's podcast. If you like what DJ and I had to say today, don't forget, smash that subscribe button below in order to be notified of our next episode. Until then, take care and we will see you next time. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Brandon. Brandon, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we will go ahead and get right into this. So first off, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? So the name is the Athletes Playground. And we're located in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Lo- love the name there. Thank you. Yeah. So located in Albuquerque. And how long have you guys been in business? Ooh, uh, let's see. Since 2012. Okay, sweet, man. So it's it's so you're not a you're not a noob, you know, so to speak, as far as you're you're kind of getting into dinosaur ages in the fitness industry now. We are. Uh, we're getting up there, man. And it's good because uh, it's been a challenge. It's been a journey. I can tell you that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. So what, um, let's you know, talk to me about your facility, man. So what, um, well, first off, how'd you get started in this? Like what made you, what made you decide to do it? And, and you know, what, what made you, I know that you've had kind of an evolution over the, you know, the few years that you've been in business. So talk to me a little bit about that. So, uh, so basically, you know, I graduated uh, in uh, degree in business and my wife, uh, exercise science, exercise admin. And I was managing a Verizon that was probably about 45 minutes outside of the city, located in Santa Fe. And, uh, and she was working at a, you know, a big box gym as a trainer. And, you know, we just kind of sat down one night and we were just thinking about the things that Albuquerque missed, you know, and we feel Albuquerque is always about 10 years behind the rest of the country, you know, at least okay. the spots. and uh, it was like, how can we jump in without competing with the big boxes? Cause you know, with financially, you know, unless you have a good bankroll, you know, you just can't jump in and compete against a big box. Right. So, uh, so we started looking at the fact that there was a big deficit, a big need for, for the kids here, for, for youth sports performance. You know, I went to other cities and, you know, in California and Florida, you know, the youth population in Texas, I mean, they're focusing on development. It's just not skill training. And right. so we saw a need for it uh, and we jumped in. 
and <laughs> jumping in means we bought a we bought a used F-150 and a six by 12 enclosed trailer and about six grand worth of equipment. Nice. And, uh, and for a year, you know, we had to, we had to drive around. It's almost like we had to educate, you know, coaches and kids and families and parents just on what it was we did. There was, you know, it was just, it wasn't here yet. It was new. And the idea of sports performance training, especially with youth and functional strength training, all that stuff, it just wasn't here. And so, you know, we grinded for about six months with the trailer uh, in the spring. Then it started to get cold. We started to get concerned that we were going to lose all of the uh, the clients that we we built over the summer from schools and doing stuff in parks. So, yeah. uh, so we went the investor route, and I talked to a guy. He was kind of mentoring me, and he's like, you know, no one's going to take you serious, man. Let's put your job. You know, and I was making about seventy five hundred a month at Verizon. I was like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of a tough thing to say, you know, so <laughs> he's like, you got to jump in. So leading me up to the point where I thought he was going to be the guy. And so, yeah. of course, I quit my job. We get going. He never answered his phone. And so. Uh, so after the struggle, you know, my parents, my wife's parents basically lent me some money and we opened up a twenty three hundred square foot spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, within a year, we outgrew it. I had eight coaches. We were training parking lots and schools and uh wherever else we can do that didn't cost us anything right Uh, and then you know finally outgrew that place and uh we can get more into detail but then we moved into an eight thousand square foot um uh about four years later and then three years later we moved into our uh our current facility which is uh 13,500 square feet that's awesome man yeah i love the story now that's um it's one of those deals like with with the dude that told you to quit your job. So, you know, a couple ways to look at that. Like first off, you know, that he was right. You know, you yeah. didn't need to quit. But <laughs> yeah. second, that was kind of a dick move, right? Like he right. just you know, I mean, but in the end, you know, I I mean, I think it worked out for you because, you know, like you don't want like if he would have honored his commitment or whatever, like, you know, and did the investor thing, like if that's the type of person he is, it, it would have been, it would have been, you know, really bad down the road. You know, it, it sounds like one of those guys that would drain the account right out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he'd have definitely looked out for himself, you know, and I, you know, you know, I, I have a religious background, so I always believe God has a plan, you know, yeah. and he just wasn't in the plan. You know, I no, think that you're all. exactly right. He'd have backfired. We'd have been in a, a different predicament down the road. And so, uh, you know, it hurt at first, but I just think that if it came easy, everyone would do it and the journey wouldn't be the journey. You know, it is, yeah. you wouldn't get that thick skin, which we developed. I mean, there's been a lot of roller coasters, ups and downs with investors. And, mm-hmm. and then I met some good ones that actually helped out and, you know, it worked its way out, but it was just finding the right people, being patient, not trying yeah. to just rush into it. So, yeah. 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 That's a, yeah, that, that's a good point you make there about you know, the journey and everything like that. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of things that happened, like, with my gym. So I didn't actually – I didn't start off as a gym owner, like, after, you know, the personal training thing. I went the supplement store route. Yeah. And, like, 2014, that was one of those deals, like, with Amazon getting big, you know. Like, I just knew that it wouldn't be able to sustain. So, you know, we do the gym thing, you know, and you know how the gym – like, there's been all kinds of trials and tribulations. But, you know, I wanted this gym model, you know the open gym model that we have. And I have this vision for it. Like, this is what I want. This is what I do every month. But looking back at it, if I was given the gym now that I have, 
you know, the way it runs, the way it operates, I would not have been able to handle it, you know, back in that time. And I'm sure, you know, you can kind of look back and see the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, you know, my eyes were set on a 6,000 square foot facility and we were looking at the 2300 and we'd have failed. We'd have failed quick. Um, yeah. The overhead, the inexperience. Um, you're right, man. It, it happens in the time it needs to, I believe. So. Yeah. And that, that's always been my thing. Like, uh, you know, I've had some mentors that, you know, they, they talk about like, it's, you know, when you hear people say it's about the journey, it's about the journey, like before you're on that road, like you're kind of like, all right, whatever, like, you know, the journey or whatever. But once you do it, you know, um, you know, one piece of advice, they, they tell me like a way to look at it. You know, it's like, if you think about like your future self, you know, at that time, like, you know, to, to be in that, you know, 13,500 square foot facility, you know, what would, you know, you can be like, well, what would me, you know, 10 years ago, like, what would it take to get that? Like, what kind of person would be able to run that facility? So, you know, when I'm thinking about future goals, you know, I'm like, well, I just, I just can't wait to meet that guy. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I going to be in 10 years? You know, and I'm sure that there's been a lot of changes for you personally, you know, and, and evolution over the last, you know, well, 11 years actually for you. Yeah. So. You know, it, it, you're very right. I, you know, a lot of it was just developing like a thicker skin when it came to business. You know, when you first get in, you're excited, you know, someone yeah. tell you something, you want to run with it and it, it's a cool thing, you know? And, you know, we had a, we had an experience after we opened a 2300 square footer, we had a, uh, an investing group that came in. They're like, Hey, we want to build a big building. Um, but you and, you know, another, we, we work with the largest volleyball club in town. And okay. so they want to, you know, do the full courts with, you know, the performance gym inside. And when you looked at the numbers, it was mainly like setting us up to fail for the, for what they were charging us. You could literally build your own 20,000 square foot. If you had the means to, to get the mm -hmm. loan, you know, all that good stuff. And so, uh, so it's just, it's kind of crazy over the years. It's more where, you get a little more mature in the business industry and it's almost like you're not so gullible and, you know, just fresh and excited about business, but you're more weary about who you meet, who you, who you partner up with, who you do business with. And yeah. Yeah. So I, I can say that my wife and I developed a, a thicker skin when it came to, uh, to just how to run and operate and, and move in the business. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, now looking at, so let's talk about the, the model you guys have. Sure. Um, yeah, I have some notes. So I, I see that, um, let me pull these up again. So, I mean, I mean, obviously like you start in sports performance and stuff, but you kind of, you kind of branched out a little bit too. So kind of tell me right now, like what, um, what services you offer, like, um, you know, as a whole, like sure. your, your business as a whole. Yeah. So when we first started, yeah, it was sports performance. It was more going after the youth, you know, I figure parents invest in youth um we start at six and since we started we get the kids all the way until 18 they come back here and there when they're at college mm -hmm. the thing we realized though in the smaller facility is that a lot of the parents would drop their kids off and they go to another gym and work out do a class so yeah. i'm like oh, we're missing that whole aspect and so that's why i was like we need to get into an eight thousand square foot which i thought was going to work and as it turns out it it didn't just because our youth sports performance ended up growing so big that his parents didn't even want to go in there. They didn't even want to deal with it. It was just, it <laughs> yeah. was just I mean, you yeah. walk in the gym and it looked like organized chaos where 
in basically 5,000 square feet, we probably had about 50 people training, just okay. different areas, teams, whatever it was. So, you know, we lost a lot of business as well, just for the fact that we didn't have showers. We didn't have locker rooms. We just had single bathrooms. Professionals weren't going to stop in on their way to work. They were going to go to a gym that had those amenities. So then we, we, we knew, you know, look, if we're going to get into a bigger building, we have to find a way to offset the overhead. I mean, that's a lot of the struggles that I think that gyms have. And so at that point, that's when I brought in, um, I basically built out six offices in the new gym, showers and locker rooms. And then I brought in, I have two PTs. Um, they kind of focus in different aspects. And then I have a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And so with the rent that they pay, I actually pay less than what I paid in the old building. That was okay. Okay. So, um, so that was the idea to help, you know, drop that overhead. But then to sum it up for services. So now we're at youth sports, our youth one-on-one training. We have two-on-one, we have group training. We do team training with adults. It's more on a functional strength base. Um, so we do adult one-on-one, two-on-one. We have private group stuff we do. We have some corporate deals we have going on with a few businesses. Uh, and then, uh, and then we hit, I got a, you know, a basketball specialist. So we have a, you know, a 70 foot court, uh, in-house. And so I do a lot of, uh, we have a skills coach. We do all the skills training, team training in that field, uh, with football, it's the same thing. Um, so I got a guy that I hired that, uh, is my football specialist. And so, um, my wife, you know, she had a full ride to play volleyball in Oregon. So she tore her rotator. So of course she specializes in volleyball. So yeah. I'd say like, you know, we kind of span across the whole field, including in getting into like the seniors during the day to kind of fulfill that, you know, just that dead time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I want to say, you know, we offer something for the whole family, um, mm-hmm. whether sports related or, you know, non-sports related all the way up to seniors. I think my oldest client right now is uh, this guy named Frank. He's a doctor from Ruidoso um, in his uh, late 70s. So he comes in nice. and he grinds it ex-athlete when he was young but yeah he pushes it like no other man so it's kind of that's kinda awesome cool from six to yeah basically 80 so yeah and uh yeah that's yeah you may you make a good point there and i hear it a lot uh with people with like facilities similar to yours so they decide to go you know you see this big you know boat that you're missing like with the parents and whatnot and then it's like the parents, you know, if the facility wasn't big enough, kind of like you said before, they walk in and it's like, that's the stuff they're trying to get away from. Right. So, but the cool thing is when you can offer something for them, I mean, number one, it gets them. I mean, that's the thing they would either go somewhere else from what I've saw, or they would just be sitting there on their phone. Right. You know, and, or sitting there watching and we know, you know, like I coach my daughter's um, um, 12 U travel softball team. So, um, you know, we've, I've been doing that for the last six years and I know that I don't want the parents right there, you know, no matter what you're doing, if it's, if it's any kind of coaching, if it's, you know, even training the kids, like, it's just better if the parents just aren't there like hovering, you know, so finding something for them to do like that's, that's definitely a smart move for you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, as far as like advertising goes, um, what's that looking like for you? Cause I'm sure, um, so you're trying to, so you have your youth 
you know, that you do like the sports and all that. So I'm sure that, you know, like you said, with the seniors, like you're wanting to fill some of those gaps mm-hmm. like during the day. So what's it look like for you guys trying to, trying to get, you know, people during that time. And even like maybe in the, in the slower seasons when kids are back in school and things like that. Um, as far as the seniors, I mean, it's, it's kind of like how we did when we first started, man. You, you just got to get out and pound the pavement, you know, mm-hmm. with the youth, you know, it was every Saturday, eight hours on a Saturday going to tournaments and just sitting there all day with the booth set up in the corner, you know, and you may get three to five people from that eight hour day, but then they tell a couple people and it just kind of grows from there. So with the seniors, you know, it's going to be the same thing. You know, we, we, uh, I want to first start with like the active senior league. So going more after, you know, senior basketball leagues, um, pickleball, things like that. And then moving into, uh, you know, because I was thinking, hey, maybe we should look at the retirement homes. But I'm like, you know, you really think about that and the work that's involved. You know, it might be better to start with at, with, with seniors that are more active, that are going to go to the gym. Maybe they don't want to deal with the big box gyms that have, you know, muscle heads in there doing their thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more of a quiet pace in here. Um, plus, we do more of the functional strength approach. So, you know, we have the 35 yards of turf inside. So that way, get up out of the machine and, you know, move the way the body's designed. The body's not designed to sit in the machine and move in one direction, you know, it's yep. moving in different planes. And so, um, so with them and with a lot of our adult athletes, it's like, look, man, let's just strengthen up um, your, your everyday movements. You know, you got a lot mm-hmm. of dads that want to go out and be these superstars with their kids. And, yeah. you know, a tragedy happens. I had one mom, she was like, yeah. My husband goes out, he decides to race our next door neighbor who's 13, but he he just took first in state in track. Husband goes out, oh, runs without stretching. What does he do? Terrace is Achilles. Achilles. You know, okay. So, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. hamstring. Yeah, no, yeah. He he went deep with it. And so I just think that <laughs> with them, it's more like, look, if you stretch, you can eliminate a lot of those non-contact injuries. And so yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of a that's kind of our approach. And I really think it's more like with any of our clients, once we get them in the door, unless it's a financial issue, you know, we, we sell them on our product, on our services. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's more just the fact that we care. It's not just, Hey, get in here and you're on your own. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And that's the thing, like, you know, of course there are financial things, you know, that come into play, but for the most part, like someone, if someone comes into a facility like yours or, you know, like mine's a little different, but same concept if they come in there, they understand that it's not going to be free and they know it's, it's not going to be cheap, you know, now depending like whatever is cheap to them or expensive to them. Like, I mean, regardless, they know they're going to pay a little bit more money than they would at like a, a planet fitness or somewhere like that. Sure. You know, so the rest of it comes down to showing the value, right. Um, showing what you guys like kind of where they're at, where they want to be or, or even for their kids. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, you know, it's, that's one of those things that, um, you know, like you said, getting people in the door, I think, so obviously like, you know, if, if you had a way to get more people in the door consistently, right. Like that, that would be the big thing for you. Right. I mean, cause you can sell them. I mean, your product speaks for itself and you guys, I mean, I mean, I can tell salesmen or salesy people, you know, and you seem like the type of dude that would just kind of lay it out there. Like, Hey, this is what it is. This is what we can do. And they know you care. Yeah. And I, you know, and that's, I, you know, and that's why with our youth, you know, it's more where we do an assessment at no charge, even with our adults come in, do an assessment, you know, and the way we feel is we, if we do our job, right, you're going to train with us unless again, it's a financial issue. Yeah. And so, and that's one reason why even just with memberships and things like that, we don't believe in contracts. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel 
if you do your job right, they're going to come back. You don't need to lock them in to something um, mm -hmm. unless you're, you know, unless you kind of are, again, selling a product and not really selling a true service. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we try to, we try to encourage all of our members, like even if you're not doing personal training, you know, if you need help with something, you ask any of the strength coaches walking around. Okay. You know, if they're with somebody, take a minute, they're on a water break, but go up and ask them. It's not the fact that, you know, I go to these other gyms in town, you pay hundred bucks a month and you see people misusing stuff all the time, but you know, staff just walks by and doesn't say anything. I'm like, for that much money, I mean, you should be giving them a towel and a bottle of water too, but yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, that's how it's kind of like, how do you, how do you charge a little bit more than some of the big boxes, but mm -hmm. again, separate yourselves. And it's just the quality of service. You have a good product, you know, the yeah. byproduct of anything is going to be the revenue. So yeah. You know, that's our focus. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's such a good point. Yeah. And and that's one thing that I've, I've told staff and, you know, had discussions with other gym owners as well. It's like, you know, once once people know that you care, you know, that that the the money comes after that. True. Like, you know, the more people you can help get what they want, solve their problems, you know, money, money comes with that, you know. So that's that's one thing a lot of people will. And I'm not saying you can't make, you can't make money. You can't, you know, get paid or whatever. If you, if you're just focused on the money, you know, but it comes from a different place you know, and there's going to be a cap there too. And then money isn't, I mean, you can't always stay driven by that too, because you get to a point where, you know, money doesn't matter, you know, as weird as that sounds, it get it's like, you know, what am I doing? It's very true. It, you know, cause I, I'm trying to think what, where it was, but I read a book that actually talked about that and it's like, you can build value. I mean, that's what you're really trying to build in your staff um, is build value. Like you said, uh, God, I'm trying to think of the book, but I know it, it was talking about, you had two masonry workers and they're working on a cathedral. And one guy walked up to him and was like, hey man, so what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, I have this, this job, pays the bills, you know, I'm out here chipping away at stone, yada, yada, yada. And then he went and asked another guy and the guy was like, so what are you doing? He's like, dude, I'm building, I'm building a cathedral, man. I'm building, I'm a part of this. I'm a part of this whole thing. And it was that he had so much value built into it that they both got paid the same, but the other guy probably would have left for another job. Yeah. You know, but that guy probably would have still got paid the same because of the fact that he was a part of something that was real. Yeah. And so uh, I, I exactly agree with you is that, you know, money can go so far, but then, you know, what else is there? Yeah. So um, I think the funny thing was when I, when I had to drive out to Verizon, um, back when we first started, I used to listen to a lot of Zig Ziglar. Yeah, and it yeah. goes to the point where you help people get what they want. In the end, mm -hmm. it's gonna circle back to you. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Why? Now I'm curious. Yeah. Um, and this is this is a little off topic. We'll get back sure. to it. The mindset shift for you. So you're in Verizon, you know, doing that whole thing. So you have people coming in for what they want, right? Probably not necessarily what they need. Exactly. You know. Yeah what is the difference for you? Like, what does it feel like inside helping someone get the newest iPhone or helping somebody, you know, get to their goals or have their kids get stronger, you know, bigger, stronger, faster. I'd honestly say, if you really think about it, like to me, the Verizon was just, was just a job. Yeah. Like there was no passion in it. It was me, you know, I would leave home when it was dark. I get home when it was dark. Like that was mm -hmm. my pattern seven, or six days a week. Someone didn't show up seven days a week. And so from there, you know, it was the fact that my district manager used to ride us so hard, you know, and he would basically kill the morale when he came into my store. 
Like mm-hmm. he just hated him being there. He'd come in and all he would do is just, you know, put people down. And I'm like, it almost got to the point. I was like, look, man, don't come into my store, like belittling my staff. Cause then we can't, we can't have any performance after you tear us down and break us down. It's almost like stay away. Yeah. And you know, he was, he was the one where I, I think I, as an owner, I learned exactly what not to do with my staff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the shift did come to where, you know, I knew I could work hard. I knew I could grow things. It was just a matter of, you know, there was no heart. There was no passion. I knew there wasn't really a future there. It was just, yeah. It was just kind of like, what do I get to my next step? And the funny thing was, is that I even told him, I was like, he's like, Brandon, what, like, what's your goal in life? What do you want to do? And I was like, you know, I think, I think I'm gonna start my own gym. And he's like, that's stupid, man. He's like, how are you going to compete against the big ones? And, da, 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 da. and I was just like, you know, it's the same way, you know, with anything, you know, it, how you can compete against anybody, anything else, you, you bust your ass and you get it done. Excuse me. Yeah. But no, no, you're good. No. Um, so I think, I think that was the shift. And he was the one that referred me to like read and listen to all these Zig Ziglar books and all these other sales and marketing books. But um, I think the relationship changed. We had a company meeting at his house. We always had these Sunday night powwows at his house. We bring in all the managers and basically just talk crap to us for an hour. Um <laughs> and uh beat down right yeah you know and and i always thought i always sat across from him at this big dining table he had (laughs) and he'd have us read these books and i'd read them i'd listen to him i'd read them every day and i i corrected him on something because he had said it wrong and i was like that's not that's that's not the way it was in the book it's not it's not how it goes and he got a little upset about it and uh after that i just i don't know i think after i got to the point where i was done i was fed up I actually went snowboarding that day and called him from the chairlift because he's like, hey, how come you're not in the store? And I was like, you know, I decided to quit today. I'm having a board meeting with one of the other staff members that quit. And as it turns out, after I left, I think five or six other managers quit all around and he was kind of in a hole himself. So yeah, started a wave there, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love that. Just quitting from the chairlift. Yeah, it was was a good day that day too, man. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just get it done, man. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things, um, you know, and man, you've, you know, and if you really think about it, like with some of the people that have influenced you like negatively, you know, I mean, it's really, it's really kind of shaped, you know, kind of who, who you are today, right? Like in the way you run your business. Yeah. So, I mean, I always say adversity kind of brings strength, right? And yeah, it does. With anything. It does. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that, um, you know, I, I can't remember exactly how I said it. I don't want to butcher the quote, but, you know, Tony Robbins talks about that. Um, he said, you know, he's, he's talking about, you know, if you give people credit for the good things they do for you, you know, you, you need to give, you know, those other people, you know, the bad, the bad things they've done to you, give them credit for that too. Because mm-hmm. if they didn't, if they didn't screw you over, if they didn't show you the wrong way, then you'd never know the right way. Right. So when they say give credit where credit's due, um, and actually, you know, I've, I've done that to a former, uh, have a former boss before you yeah, I've saw him out and uh, they're like, well, you know, it's, you know, it looks like you're doing well. And I'm like, yeah. And I just wanted to thank you. Like, well, thank you. Thank me for what? And I was like, you know, for, for showing me how not to do things. And that's <laughs> something that I've had wanted to say for years. And I finally did. Yeah. Exactly. And it got kind of weird after that, but you know, it is a good feeling. It is what it is. Yeah. Right. It feels good feel good for you weird feeling for him but it is yeah. what it is maybe yeah. it'd be a wake-up call for him you know yeah exactly so yeah so um now what uh like as far as you know on on the business now 
So there, there, so those open gym, gym memberships, right? So people can right. just pay, pay like a monthly deal and come in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you guys do, do you do group classes or is that like for adults? We do, we do. Uh, yeah, we actually do, do group classes for adults and we do them for youth. So um, our biggest youth class is our middle school class. So we kind of tailor the adult class and the middle school classes at the same time in the afternoon. So that way it's logistically sound. Parents get off. They don't have to wait. They all get their oh, yeah, yeah. Go home, do their thing. So, yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. Now, how many staff do you guys have? So let's see. I believe we have five strength coaches. Uh, we have four on our admin. And then we have uh, three interns from the university. Okay, got it, got it. So, so the interns. Um, so, do they? Is it like a, a paid internship, or do, or is it just something they have to do for free, like to get the the credits or the experience? Uh, we're actually endorsed by uh, by Dr. Kravitz, Lynn Kravitz, who's the uh, exercise science director over at UNM. My wife studied under him. Oh, nice. And so uh, we know we actually have an internship program established to where they have to do 12 hours a week each. Mm -hmm. and so, um, and so, yeah, it's 36 hours, but the way we, we try to work with them is we more try to make it more educational. Like, yeah, we can have them sit at the front desk, cut back our front desk hours and, you know, save some money over the time, but then they walk away with nothing except how to work the computer and a gym management system. So yeah, um, with them, it's more where, you know, we educate and train. So they'll spend time on the floor with us. They'll help and assist. And then they'll also work a little bit of the front, but we give them that full ride. And, uh, and that's kind of how we, we find our coaches, except, you know, there's a few times here and there, we've found some good ones that, uh, with some alternative, you know, hiring sources and things like that. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. With, yeah, that, that's one cool thing about the interns, you know, I, I like that, that you're not just, you know, just using them for, you know, just to sit at the desk. I, I know people that have done that, you know, and it's like, come on, man, like, yeah, you're getting some free labor out of it, but you're not helping the kids. And that's what that's what the whole thing's for, you know, yeah, and you're gonna, you could ruin their, um, you know, the way they view the fitness industry as well. You know, if you're not careful, like if you just have them sitting up front, you know what I mean? Like, that's not cool. Yeah, they Who wants to do that. And like I said, it should be mutually beneficial. And the nice thing is, is that with a lot of the kids that are in our exercise science department, you know, like the either some are going physical therapy, the other ones are actually going into exercise science. And so, yeah, the cool thing with us having the PTs and the chiropractor here is that they just don't have to, you know, sit and shadow the floor. But if they do want to go into PT, they can actually shadow and experience some guys doing the real work and make sure that's something they want to do. Or maybe they want to do the exercise science coaching. So it kind of it kind of allows them that real world experience. And that's one thing I told Dr. Kravitz is, you know, he's like, well, what's one of the things that, you know, the kids may be missing. I was like, you know, it's just, I think the hands-on and I think that's with anything. You can have as much education as you want, mm -hmm. but in like my case, you know, that doesn't teach you how to, you know, write a business plan that really works. You know I mean? We wrote yeah. business plan in college, but it was, you know, an A, if it just was sound, it didn't really mean it was going to work in a real environment. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, it, it we try to <laughs> fulfill the whole the whole spectrum with these guys, but yeah, that's cool, man. I, I love that. Um, now, as far as growth goes, so um, in the next year, like, what is what does growth look like for you guys? Like, what where do you want to be at in a year? Because I know you've had 
you know, quite a, quite a bit of growth over the last few years and, you know, changed a lot. So what's it looking like now? Um, you know, I think, I think it's really just bouncing back now that we're, we're getting past this COVID, you know, this mm-hmm. COVID stuff, you know, I think now that, you know, we're starting to separate ourselves further and further. I think more and more people are finally either getting fed up or they just, they want to get out and get active again. You know, they're tired of just being, you know, forced into like this hermit crab situation. And so, yeah, uh, I think in the next year, you know, I, I feel we're going to, we're going to get back to where we were, where mm-hmm. we're, you know, up and moving. Um, my goal is, you know, of course, to, to double our, uh, our memberships, you know, it's going to be one of our things just because we are going after that avenue. The nice thing is we do have a neighborhood that we, you know, the new gym was built in where we have about 1700 homes. Oh, so nice. It's just a matter of getting out there, getting into the community, you know, letting them know about our cleaning practices and, you know, how we're disinfecting all the equipment, but also at the same time, you know, we have, you know, the garage doors, we have a ventilation system that they install to where, you know, it sucks X amount of air out just so that way, there's nothing static lingering. And so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's just one of the things that I feel benefits us more is like, look, we're a smaller gym. We have more airflow. Um, my staff can clean the entire gym multiple times a day, you know, just to, just to kind of break things out. So I, I would say growth wise, you know, we still want to maintain the youth and keep growing with that. But I think our focus is just going to be building memberships and developing new systems, new you know, new pro- new protocols, new services, and yeah, me, I never stop, man. As soon as one thing happens, I'm I'm moving on to the next one. So yeah, awesome, man. I love it. Well, Brandon, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, I really enjoyed it. Got um quite a bit of value from it, and hope you did as well, man. Sure, sure. No, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. And where can we find you guys at on social media? So uh, I believe we are. I want to say maybe TAP underscore the athletes playground. Um, but I know if you go to our website, we have a social media page where everything feeds and you can kind of just directly oh, cool. log on and link in through there as well. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. And uh, yeah, thank you again for being on here and for our audience out there. If you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And if you're a gym owner and want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link in the description Apply to be a guest. Until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, 
Jim McCauley, owner of Iron Body Training and Fitness in Birmingham, Alabama. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You? I am fantastic. Doing what I love. Talking to gym owners. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about Iron Body. What type of facility is it? And how, how do you run your business model? It's a real unique thing down there that you have. So tell us all about it. Well, we're, first of all, we're, you know, a small gym. Uh, we have, we're able to accommodate roughly anywhere from, you know, 30 to 60 people. Um, we, we train moms, dads, kids, power lifters, bodybuilders. Um, and we have a good time. Having a good time is an important part of it. If it's not fun, who wants to do it, right? So you've been there about seven and a half years, roughly, correct? Yes. All right. And and you do have another full-time career outside of this that's kind of put you in a position to be able to run it. But tell us, how did you get started? What what made you, you know, take the leap and uh, and go out and get your own facility started up and be able to give the type of training that you're looking to give in the area? Well, I've always been involved in, in, in weightlifting uh, sports, grew up playing football, baseball. Um, my, actually, my dad was a uh, go-gloves boxer and Olympic weightlifter. So at an early age, that's where I started. And as I got older, uh, I actually, I coached my kids through baseball for 20, 22 years. Uh, after they grew up and went off to college, I was like, I need, you know, something to do. Uh, so I started, I was working out and I started helping people at the gym I worked out at. And a couple of them were like, you know, you need to do this. Uh, you need to do this full time. So I got my certification, uh, worked at that gym for a couple of years and uh, left there and went to another gym. And I just really... I wasn't satisfied, uh, you know, having to do somebody else's workout. Um, it, it just wasn't me. I'm not really good with authority anyway. So <laughs> I was, I told my wife, I, yeah, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, I said, uh, I, I've got to open up my own gym. So we took some money out of our savings, bought the equipment, rented the building. And, uh, we've been going now, you know, seven, seven and a half years. Got it. Got it. And so talk to us a little bit about your training model. It's, it's unique in that, um, you don't have any open access. Nobody's coming in there. Uh, when you're not there, you're, you're kind of the one man show. They have to work with you directly in some training when they come in and then you kind of set up programs and then step back and supervise it while you work with other people. Can you, can you give us a little more detail on how that all works and, and how you came to that particular model? Yeah. Um, you know, after working in the other two gyms and, and seeing actually what was going on behind the scenes, uh, the gym owners were great. It was just the fact that I really couldn't unload and do, you know, my thing. Uh, so a typical day for me is I get up at 2.30 in the morning, I go to the gym, I start my training around 3.15, 3.30. Uh, my customers come in around 4, 
uh, train them till six. I leave there, come to my day job, go back to the gym. I'm usually there around a quarter to four. The gym opens at four. Uh, I train more people till seven o'clock. Then I go home. Um, now, I wanted to open up a gym that included, uh, you know, the training, meal plans, and making sure people uh, were doing what they were supposed to do as far as eating eating at home, taking care of their bodies. Um, you know, for a hundred bucks, uh, we give them all three, and. If you go to a regular gym, you're talking about you're having to pay the gym membership. Uh, then you're having to pay a personal trainer and then you're having to pay somebody else to do your meal plan. So, you know, all that adds up, all that's extra. Um, it could, you know, cost anywhere from three to $500. Um, we're modest in our price for what we do because I've had people come from other gyms and as a matter of fact, I'm training the lady now that uh, came came from a gym in Birmingham, and she was paying fifty dollars a session, uh, two sessions a week, uh, you know, four hundred dollars just for personal training plus the membership, and then they were charging her about one hundred twenty five dollars a month uh, for her meal plan. So the quality of training that I give depends on what their goals are. So let's say you come in and you're like, Jim, I need to uh, lose body fat. I want to gain muscle. Um, I stay with you for about four to six weeks to make sure I teach you how to live properly. Uh, we sit down and do a meal plan based on your goals. So, you know, you're 40 years old, you weigh 230 pounds, you got 22% body fat. Um, you know, we might put you on a higher protein, uh, lower carb. And I say lower carb, uh, you know, it just depends on what the program. I have this program that I've used for the past 10 years. Uh, it's really, really accurate. It's very expensive. And as long as the customer does off their meal plan uh it's really immaterial what they eat because it's all based on macros so i i put in you know i put in their body type age weight uh what their body fat measurement is and it even i can even put in their goals so let's say you're you know really overweight uh it'll give like a fat loss aggressive uh, if you want to gain muscle, uh, lose a little bit of body fat, then it splits out the macro. So it's macro-based, uh, not necessarily calorie-based. And uh, I don't tell the client what to eat. They pick their own food off of, off of that meal plan. So as, as, long as, they, as long as they eat off that meal plan, workouts are you typically around an hour long. And they're also based on what their goals are. You know, if you want to gain muscle mass, we stay in the hypertrophy zone, you know, 12 to eight, six reps. Uh, some of my power lifters, they're five sets of three. Um, the overweight mom that comes in, 
uh, she's more along the lines of a, you know, 16 rep, uh, lightweight type workout. So plus a lot of cardio. Um, so that's, that's basically what we do in the gym. Okay. So when you were dreaming this up, when you're coming together with the, the model that you wanted to have, um, I guess there's, there's a couple of things. First and foremost is how did you come up with the pricing structure? How did you figure out, all right, I can offer less, but still keep the lights on. Like what was the balance for you as far as, you know, if I have this many people, I can train them at a hundred dollars a month and still, and still be okay. And, and do you think there's any limitations to where the business can grow with that? Or did you plan that ahead for the long term for as much, for as big as you want to grow? Well, you know, at first I started uh, training groups uh, mm -hmm. and I was training anywhere from 15 to 20 people at one time. Okay. Uh, so it, as, as far as a group is concerned and as many people, uh, that really doesn't concern me that much. I can, I can pretty much well wrangle everybody together. Uh, you know, and, and watch what they do. Uh, if I'm with a new client, I'm still standing there watching my other people. So, you know, eventually, uh, eventually I'm going to get a larger, a, a larger gym right now. We're, we're around 4,200 square feet. Uh, we don't have, I, we don't have a lot of machines. Uh, that's one advantage. Uh, everything pretty much well that we do is based on uh, free weights, uh, core work. Uh, as far as a pricing structure is concerned, uh, that's kind of why I work a daytime job is to keep that pricing structure low. Uh, and really, I don't have to. I don't have to live off of what I make off that gym. Uh, the gym. And I wanted it self-sustaining so that uh, eventually when I do retire that, uh, and I go into it a hundred percent and I'm there a hundred percent of the time, you know, I can still offer my services at or pretty much well the same price. Okay. And, and, and I did a lot of, I did a lot of research, uh, you know, I don't want a $20 a month customer coming in and getting on a treadmill and then leaving. Um, that's kind of why I priced it up to where I did, but I do want that athlete or that future athlete to be able to afford coming in and getting that uh, professional training uh, that will take them, you know, to another level. So you did have the long term in mind. It wasn't, hey, I can do this as long as I have my other job. But once this goes full time, I might have to make a drastic adjustment. Now, inflation happens, cost of living changes happen. But for the most part, your intent is, hey, time I'm ready to retire, I can service more people, right? Your overhead's not going to change a whole lot. So I can exactly. service more people at this model and not resent it, right? Not be mad that I'm charging $100. Like that'll be in the neighborhood of comfortable for you when you are ready to go full-time with it. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you look at say, you know, a hundred people, that's $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if my overhead is still low because I own every piece of equipment I've got, mm-hmm. uh, there's, 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 I don't, you know, I'm not operating, I'm not operating in the red. The only thing, uh, the only thing that I've got as far as expenses is lease and, and utilities. Mm-hmm. So if you keep that in mind and you're able to, you know, let's, let's say you're, you're, you're wanting to start your own gym. Uh, I'm dude, I know people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt buying a whole bunch of gym equipment yeah. and they're, they're struggling. Uh, even, even now, like here in Alabama, uh, there's a, every gym owner I know their membership is down at least 30% from mm-hmm. what it was pre COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they're, they're struggling along charging 20 bucks a month for Aunt Mary to come in and walk on the treadmill. Uh, it takes a lot of Aunt Mary's to cover, you know, their, their lease and utilities and insurance and all that other stuff. Right. And your, your plan right from the get go was buy things that you can afford yes. and have them paid off and keep your expenses as low as possible so that you can be at that price point where you can serve the specific people that you want to. Exactly. Exactly. Anybody with a credit card, it's, Hey, you want what I have, this is what it costs. And it's not, I'm not going to price you out of the market, but I'm not going to give it away. Exactly. And I do have people that call and are like, well, can I not come in and do my own workout? And I'm like, yeah, if you want to pay a hundred dollars, you know, uh, I'll still, watch you and train you, but you know, for me to charge you $35 to come in and do your own thing when I have, you know, when I have a uh, high school athlete that's paying a hundred dollars a month that needs that piece of equipment that you're on for $35, I I can't do that. Uh, I actually tried to do that in the, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just didn't work out. Uh, They wound up doing my workout uh, and I'm not getting paid for it. Right. It keeps it simple, keeps it fair for everybody, right? You don't have to look at anybody. Why is he paying this? And why is that? Not that 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 can become too much of an issue, but at least you know, this is where my expenses are. This is the wear and tear that each additional body is going to put on my equipment. This is where I need to be. So I I like that from a, a standpoint of you had it planned for now and for the future. So since you've opened up, um, what types of things have you done to generate interest to get people into the door to, to maintain a client base? You know, in the beginning, I tried to do advertisement in newspapers and on their websites, and that just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was spending, you know, three, four, I had a, I think I had like a $500 a month advertisement budget mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning and it wasn't bringing any type of return at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I might get a few phone calls, maybe one or two members every two or three months. Uh, it just really wasn't worth it. And my youngest son, he is a communications major from the University of Alabama uh, that went to work for the National Hockey League. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, and he... he was uh, he did graphics for the National Hockey League and got a lot of into the marketing aspect. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, look, you need to hit social media just as hard as you possibly can. Yeah, social media is definitely where it's at. So, you know, I started hitting Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, uh, and that brought me a lot of success. Around town here, we have a lot of called what's happening in Trustful or what's happening in Birmingham or these different cities around. Uh, so I got in all those groups and every Monday I'll send out a different ad uh, showing transformations in the gym from someone uh, like my power lifters. I'll have some of my kids. Uh, I'll post some of their videos. Uh, I try to keep it. I try to keep a good mix mm -hmm. uh, to where, you know, I can show my services and show off my clients, which makes them feel good. Uh, and it does, it draws a lot of interest. Yeah. I like that. Keeping it varied too, because if, if it's Monday and it's all, here comes another bodybuilder from Jim. Exactly. You know, people just stop paying attention. They tune out, right? It's, you just stop noticing that stuff, but you have a mom, you have a bodybuilder, you have a power lifter, you have a kid, you have, you know, a, a college athlete having that mix by the time it comes around again, you're six, seven, eight weeks later. Right. So exactly. you, know, you have different things. And they really, really like the transformation type, you know, before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to do at least one of those a month. Uh, I've had uh, some men that, have lost 80 pounds. I've had some females go from uh, 185 to 130 and in a bikini competition. So, you know, they really like the transformation. So if you're, if you're thinking about, you know, Hey, what can I, what can I put out for an ad? Uh, I get a lot of response from the transformation pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always a big hit for sure. You can't, yeah. you can't hit them every single time. Cause like everything else, people will get bored with it, but yeah, definitely a, a big hit. And you find, you know, somebody will say, Hey, that person, their before picture looks like me. So if they can do it, I can do it. Let me exactly. call I like it. I like it. So Jim, we are getting close to out of time here, but before I let you go, I think you've been in the business a while. You've got a unique perspective, a unique model. Um, if you could go back and maybe tell yourself one piece of advice earlier on in business or, or maybe give one, one real big lesson that you've learned uh, to people out there listening, what do you think the most useful thing is that you've learned? Uh, have a mentor. Find someone that you can communicate with that's been in the business. Um, you know, reach out to them, pick their brain. Uh, find out, especially if they're a success, find out what makes them tick. What did they do that uh, I can do? And, you know, have something unique that you can bring to somebody. Uh, and that was the biggest thing that I, that I thought about when I first opened up the gym. Uh, you know, you have CrossFit, you, which they're very successful, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, have something different. Don't just go and buy $150,000 worth of machines and stick them in there and say, hey, come on. Uh, be unique with what you do and, and, and how you service people. And the, the biggest thing that I've found out is sell yourself. 
uh, you know, you may go into a gym and never meet the owner. Uh, you may meet the manager and they really don't care. So be sell yourself uh, and, and, and you'll go places. Absolutely. Very, very useful. Um, people will see your passion, your conviction, and it's a lot easier to pass that along than uh, a cookie cutter membership. Oh, sure. Sure. All right. Well, Jim, we are just about out of time. I thank you so much for coming on today, taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk with us. And uh, I wish you the best in the future, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Great time here. You're welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you spending some of your day with us. We hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation with Jim and found some value in it. If you'd like to hear more episodes, get notified when they drop, click that subscribe button. We'll get those to you as soon as possible. If you're interested in being on the show, if you have a business model you want to talk about, you want to share what you're doing in your community, click the link in our description. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as you fill out that form. We'd love to have you on. To everybody out there in Jim Lord's Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.